And now, an Envision Financial podcast with Luke Smith on Canberra's 2CC. Well, Mr. Luke Smith, good afternoon and welcome to the studio. Good afternoon. Thank you I, very much. I pushed the right button this time. But you, almost, <laughs> you almost tricked me by using a different microphone. Yeah, well, I'll bring a screwdriver next week. I but think that, that, that one's, one's had better it's days. It's a bit droopy, that one. Yes, it's... Yes. Uh, Lost its, uh, I lost can't, its vibe. I can't help you with a screwdriver, but there you go. No. Uh, the only kind of screwdriver I could possibly help you with is a vodka and orange juice. Mate, we'll go and see Uncle Dan <laughs> after this. We're coming, Uncle Dan. It's Friday, absolutely. We're coming. <laughs> and we're here not to talk about what we plan to do after work. No, no, no. We're here to talk about our superannuation. And today, specifically, yep. we're trying to work out how much you can put into your super this year. And, of course, the end of the financial year is not that far away. It's creeping up quite quickly. We're into May now. Yeah, that's right. And that's why I just want to keep sort of banging on and, 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 and I sort of apologise in advance for 30 June's coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. And no matter how many years I do this and no matter how many times you tell people, listen, Get in front of this. Just get ready. Be organised. Let's go. People still come in on the day before the end of the financial year and say, can I just put some money to my super fund? And, you know, there's, there's, there's nothing more frustrating because there are some significant savings to be had. So today we're going to talk about how much you can put in, what the catch-up rules mean, and then how you actually find out what you can and, and cannot use this year regardless of the fund that you're in. All right, so let's start at the beginning. How can we figure out how much we can add to our super beyond the money that automatically goes in? Yeah, so we know that the annual concessional limit is 27500 and that includes any money you get from your employer plus anything that you put in yourself. Now, that's from all employers and all super funds. Some people come in and say, well, I've got three jobs and three super funds. Can I do three lots of twenty seven five? No. I've got one employer, but I make contributions into three funds. Can I have three lots of twenty seven five? No. One job, two jobs, ten jobs, one fund, ten funds. The limit is 27500 To check, you can ring up your fund at any time and you can say, hey, what have I had in the way of concessional contributions so far this year. And it's important to try and be specific and use that language because people on the phone in a call centre at different super funds may or may not understand the difference between a tax-free contribution and a concessional contribution. And you might get a number that could include all contributions. So I find to avoid any um, misunderstanding, let's say, try and be specific and say, Hello, Mr. ABC Fund. Could you tell me what I've had this year in the way of concessional contributions? Then you need to make sure or ask the second question, can you tell me roughly what comes in every month? Because if you're preparing for 30 June and you ring up now, you need to allow for what's coming in May and June and not use the number today because you need to preempt what's going to come from your employer. So once you know what you have put in already, you can then take that away from 27500 That's what you can do prior to 30 June. Now, we've spoken in previous shows about the catch-up concessional legislation, and that says, whatever I haven't used of my annual limit back to 2019, provided I have less than $500,000 in my super fund, I can ring my fund and say, what came in in 19, in 20, 21, 22? And if, for example, in 2019, the limit at the time was 25000 if you only had 10000 of employer contributions, that means you have what's known as $15,000 of cap space because you've used 
10000 of your $25,000 of annual limit in the 2019 year. So if you've got 15 there, 15 here, 15 there, 15 here, you could have a significant amount of room where you might have sold uh, an investment property and you're looking down the barrel of a capital gain because house prices have gone crazy. A great way of using this legislation is to say, okay, what have I got in, in space from 19, 20, 21, 22, and what am I going to put in this year? And then potentially throwing in 50, 60, 70, $80,000, depending on what your space is, and claiming 100% of that money as a tax deduction. So it's a great way of bolstering super. It's also a great way of lowering your taxable income or in a year where you've sold an asset or you've had um, a redundancy or you've had a windfall or something's happened where you've had an abnormal year. You might have had a, an amazing year as a contractor and had huge commissions and your income's doubled or tripled. And then you might say, well, how can I get it down because I'd like to pay less tax? Using this catch-up concessional legislation is a great way to lower your taxable income. So I guess there's two things to consider there. The first is how much space do I have left under my cap for this year? Yep. And the second thing is how much space did I have left below the cap in the last few years because there is the legislation that allows you to catch up on unused space. Exactly. And that, that started in the 2019 financial year. You can't go any further back than that. And in the future the furthest you'll be able to look back is a maximum of five years. So we, we're not there yet because the legislation only came to life in 2019. If you're in a defined benefit scheme, for example, so say you're in the PSS, on your annual statement, now on about the fourth or fifth page, they write down what they have recorded against your cap. So if you don't have your statement, you can log in and then where they used to go to the estimator page there's a hyperlink that says concessional cap space. If you click that, it says, Dear Leon, and then in a box it says, You have this much space. So that's set on the 1st of July every year. So if you're in a defined benefit scheme, any of them, you can call up and get it or log in or look at your statement because that's the number that everybody has to play with, yeah. whether you're in a defined benefit scheme or an accumulation fund. So now that we know how much space we have under our cap that we can play with, yeah. what do we need to do? And I'm, I'm guessing here the paperwork is going to be kind of important. Yeah, that's right. So now we've established how much room we have. Let's say we have $15,000 of room this year. We need to ring up the fund and say, hey, how can I make a contribution to the fund? Now, if you're in a self-managed super fund, you're not going to ring yourself. You might ring your accountant. You might ring me. Um, but you can make an electronic funds transfer, BPAY payment. A lot of retail funds will only accept a BPAY payment. So you'll need to call the fund and say, hey, I'd like to put some money into the fund. And they'll give you the bill of code and the reference number. Once you've done that, it is vital that you submit to the fund that you have put the money into what's called a notice of intent. The reason you need to do that is anytime you use your own money, the super fund by default will treat it as a tax-free payment. Now, the notice of intent, as the name implies, it's my notice to you of my intent to claim a tax deduction. What that's telling the fund is, hey, can you pay 15% tax on the money I've just put in? They will do that, provided you send in that notice of intent. And on the form it says, here are my details, here's my fund, here's how much I've put in, so here's our 15,000, 
right underneath the 15000 that you, you put in, they say, how much would you like to claim as a tax deduction? Hopefully, you're smart enough to make those two numbers match and you say, well, I've put in fifteen. I'd like to claim fifteen. You don't have to, but that's a story for another day. You sign the form, you send it in. The fund will then write back to you and say, hey, Leon, thanks very much for that. We've treated this appropriately. Now, that communication that you get back from the fund is very important that you give that to your accountant because that then says, hey, the super fund has treated this correctly. We're going to treat it as a deductible contribution in your tax return. And then the super fund's tax return and your tax return, they meet up in ATO heaven or help, depending on which way you're going, um, <laughs> and you get your deduction. So it's very important that that form goes in because no notice of intent, no deduction, and then there's tears. Okay, and so you make the contribution first, then you put in the paperwork. Yes. So how long do you have in order to do that? Because I'm guessing if you leave it too long, you're going to run into trouble. Correct, that's right. You need to do it in a timely manner because once the super fund lodges its tax return, it's very hard to unravel that and it becomes an administrative nightmare. So... I generally say to people, if you've put the money in, give it a day or two to clear and then send the paperwork in. Most funds now will take it electronically. You don't have to post anything in, but check with your respective fund um, and make sure that they accept the signature correctly. So one rookie mistake is, oh, I've pasted a signature onto a page on my computer and I've sent it in. And then the fund comes back to you after the fact and says, well, we don't accept an electronic signature. So check with your fund as to what signing mechanism they will accept some will want old school wet signature with a pen mm -hmm. but then they'll take a scanned copy others might allow you to use other methodology yeah for use of a better term um but make sure that it's it's correct because the last thing you want to do is miss out on a tax deduction and save two three four five six ten thousand dollars because you didn't sign the form right so just, just pays to just ask the question. Yeah, it's always important to get the paperwork just right, isn't it? Well, it's funny how many you know best laid plans fall over because you, you got a little sloppy on the tail end, thinking you've done ninety five percent of the work, and that that five percent of the, the the transaction is the most important part of it. So yeah. it just pays to ask, like assuming, oh, my work will put this in. You may not know that you have a bonus coming. You may not know that X has got to be caught up or whatever it may be. So don't assume that you know what's coming in. Call because if you exceed the limit then there's penalties for doing so and it's it's best to just try and avoid that altogether. Okay, so what what do people need to keep in mind when it comes to uh, making the most of their potential contributions? Yeah, so one, you know, check and make sure you know what you're working with. That's that's a, a great starting point. And then also remember that you can only look back for five years. We're within that time frame at the moment, so you can go back to 19. If you have over $500,000 on the 30th of June last year, then you can't look back. Mm -hmm. All right, that's the, that's the window. Um, but you can, for example, make a pension payment this year, bring down the balance of your fund so that next year it's available to you. So that's a story for another day, and we'll make that maybe uh, another show in a couple of weeks. <laughs> um, don't push your taxable income too low. So it's great. I love it when people come in and they say, I've put $27,500 in, I'm building up my super. That's wonderful. That behaviour is awesome but not if your taxable income is $60,000 because now a $27,500 total contribution has pushed your taxable income below 15%. So if you can earn your salary and your marginal tax rate is around 15%, you don't want to be pushing your total income below that because now you're paying more tax putting 
a contribution into super than you would have if you just received your salary. So just be mindful of your tax position. Whilst your behaviour is fantastic, you may then say, well, I'll make a non-concessional contribution to bolster my super so that I don't pay 15% if your primary objective is to just get the value of your fund up. So make sure your taxable income is appropriate. Make sure your paperwork's on point. Um, Don't forget the notice of intent. Remember that you can use a pension payment to fund a contribution. So if you've worked out how much room you have and you don't have the cash lying around, potentially go to your offset account of your house. That's a good source of funds. Also remember, as we spoke about a couple of weeks ago, you could use a transition to retirement pension, take some money out of super, and then put it straight back into another account and claim 100% of that money up to the space that you've already confirmed. So there's a few different funding mechanisms that are available to people, but they need to be thinking about it now because it's not a quick process to turn your super fund into a pension to then get the money out to then open another fund and put it back in to get a tax deduction. So that's why I'm trying to bring it to light at the moment because we've got the best part of two months to sort of work through this because the funds must be cleared before 30 June. Don't be that person that tries to do something on the 28th and if the money's in the air and it's not cleared, you'll blow up next year and miss out this year. Yeah, absolutely. And so uh, June 30 sounds like it's a long way away, but trust me, it is not. Mm. It is very, very close and it will be here before you know it. I'm with Luke Smith from Envision Financial. Today we're talking about how to work out just how much money you can put into your super over and above the regular contributions from your employer. So, Luke, what do exactly we right. really need to remember here, the key things that so we need to remember? So the key takeouts, if I made a list, they would say, check the limits with your fund, don't assume. And I also wouldn't trust the MyGov site either. So ring your fund. What are be- you telling me? Don't trust the government? What no. a shocking thing to say. <laughs> It's, I'm, it's, not, I'm not sure I trust the government. It's Friday after four thirty. We can say anything going. <laughs> um, check back. So check this year. Get ready. Then check and see what you have available in relation to previous years, starting from nineteen. So go nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two. Um, remember that you don't have to be gainfully employed to make this type of contribution. Big misconception I get all the time is, "Oh, I'm not working at the moment. I can't make a super contribution." Yes, you can. So if you've got a defined benefit scheme, you've got rental income, capital gains, or you've got income that pushes your taxable income up around that 80, 100 plus mark, you can 100% put $27,500 in if you have had zero superannuation support, provided you are no older than 67. Right. Okay, so don't assume just because I'm not working at the moment, I can't do this. You very much can. Also remember that anything you put in, you can also potentially super split to the older spouse in your family so that you can get your own money sooner. And we've spoken about super splitting in the past. That needs to be done after the 30th of June, so it won't impact what happens before the end of the financial year. Um, Use the additional contributions to be very clever around your capital gains tax. If you've got huge bonuses, you've been made redundant, this is your final year of working, you've got a chance to try and reduce the tax payable on that big lump sum of, of accumulated leave that you had cashed out from your employer. And think outside the box here. If you've got something that's pushed your income out of its normal range, look to try and use the catch-up concessional rules because it'll really help you. And remember that you can take your money out of an offset account or a redraw facility to fund it, potentially, or also use the transition to retirement legislation or if you're already receiving an account-based pension, 
take a pension payment out of that, use that money to put it straight back into the super fund and claim what goes in up to the cap space that you've worked out. So there's the how to do it, there's the what to do it, and most importantly, do not forget your notice of intent. No form, no deduction. Yes, that is perhaps the most important component of the whole process. Notice of intent. Make mm. sure you do not forget that step. Otherwise, the whole thing is for nothing. Yes. All right, Luke, where can listeners get more information? Yes, so office number 62604749. We've got envisionfinancial.com.au on the internet. We've got the podcast, The Strategy Stacker, Luke Talks Money on iTunes and Spotify. We have the YouTube channel, Envision Financial Canberra, where we've got all of the shows and all of the key takeouts before and after the ad break. We've got the TikTok handle, The Strategy Stacker, and all of these strategies are obviously included in Smart Money Strategy, your ultimate guide to financial planning, available on Amazon, Booktopia, Dimix, QBD, Harry Harthog, and I believe Amazon and um, Booktopia have just restocked. So thank you very much. I appreciate the support. That means that somebody's learning something in preparation for 30 June and all of these strategies and the twos and don'ts are all in the book so check it out and it'll lay it out for you there fantastic smart money strategy your ultimate guide to financial planning available now in all the good bookstores also easily available online um, if there's one thing that you want people to get out of your book what would you say it is don't assume I think that's the most important thing. I think we went to the trouble of writing over 400 pages of <laughs> laying out stuff because it kills me when people come in and go, well, I can't do that because of this or I can't go over this limit or I have to be 67 and they confuse ages of different brackets. They might confuse Centrelink and mm. Super Rules. If you can read the book and take something from it, which I'd be surprised if you can't just take one little good thing, um, don't assume. I think assumption can be very expensive um, the other thing I'd like to say is do a little something a little sooner. You don't have to do one of everything. Just do something. Be consistent because it's the consistency that will get you over the line because time is your friend. Yeah, that's the way to go. Um, and uh, as you say, uh, the sooner you get started, uh, the better the outcome is at the end. Luke, yeah. thank you very much for popping by. See you next week. We'll see you again at the same time next Friday afternoon. Sounds good. When Luke Smith from Envision Financial joins me once again to talk money matters uh, all over again. So make sure you're tuned in at that time.